You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This is Sports Day. For Kia, the seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. Welcome to Sports Day SA on Cruise 1323. You'll hear Sports Day each weeknight at 6 o'clock. And this is the summer edition with me, Paul Bonzer, and alongside me, Geelong Sydney player. And now he is a Ken Farmer medalist with the Eagles. His name is Dan Menzel. Menz. Been a good week, hasn't it? It has been a great week. There has been plenty happening this week. I thought you were going to say Barossa Crusher's owner there because <laughs> we have been down watching the LA Premier League and uh, it's a great spectacle. I'm really looking forward to catching up with Buff Lehman later in the show to talk about it. Yes, Darren Lehman will be joining us to talk about the Adelaide Premier League, which is a new cricket tournament that's on at the moment. And Dan's involved with that, so we'll get into that a little bit later. Cal Viet from Adelaide United is going to join us as well. Should be a good chat. They're going okay, United. They are going okay. They're over in the central coast at the moment who are also going okay. So I'm very intrigued to see what he says about how we can get over the line against them and then get into Melbourne victory, the rivalry next week at home at a high mush. And we're also going to have our Friday forecast a bit later in the show as well and just maybe some predictions about what's going to happen this weekend. And you can be part of the show as well. You can text in on 0427 154 166. Or you can give us a call, 1300 736 736. And maybe you were at the Strikers game last night. It was an unbelievable game. We were there, Dan. We can't wait to talk about it. And that is our hot topic for tonight. <laughs> Thanks to the Repco Authorised Service Centre. You can rely on your local Repco Authorised Service Centre for expert car service. Book online at repcoservice.com. It was an amazing night. And to create some atmosphere here, let's have a listen to the final ball. He drives. He's done it! Through cover! He's done it! Matt Short brings up his 100 and it's the biggest chase in BBL history. They're throwing beers here at Adelaide Oval. Everyone's on their feet. It's a chase for the ages. Matt Short left nothing out there. He's a hundred not out in one of the great T20 innings you'll ever see. Miles Fitzner losing it a little bit there at the end, and, and deservedly so. It was an amazing atmosphere, wasn't it, Dan? We were lucky enough to be there. It was incredible. We did the show last night from Adelaide Oval, so we got to experience the game. Matt Short captained the team for the first time. Hurricanes came out, and if you didn't see this game, it's worth watching at least the highlights. The Hurricanes came out and made four for 229 off their 20 overs, which was Hobart's highest ever Big Bash score. Yes. Now, Matt Short, in his first game as captain, decided to bowl first and put them in. I mean, how would you be feeling putting the opposition team into bat in your first game as captain? And they make 229. It, it was some unbelievable batting. It started at the top with Jewel. He made 54, McDermott. Uh, 53. Zach Crawley playing his first game for the Hurricanes, 54 not out. And Tim David, little cameo at the end, 39 not out. 
Yeah, and it was one that uh, was not a good start for our bowling attack. We talked about it on the show yesterday that the strikers' bowling has been hit for far too many runs in the past four or five games. And they came out last night. They bowled really poorly again. They fielded poorly. It just looked like one of those nights we were going to be no chance in this game. Wes Agar went for 23 and then had a couple of mares in the field. He uh, had a nightmare game, Wes Agar. And uh, if it wasn't for Rashid Khan, who is in his last game for the Strikers for the season, he's none for 25 or four overs. We would have had 250 put up against us and we would have been no chance, which we thought we were anyway, but uh, we would have been no chance. What on a rash on a really good innings to keep us in and give us a small glimmer of hope. Yeah, so they needed to go at better than 12 and over, which... Uh, generally, you'd say, okay, if, you, if you're doing it for five or six overs, yeah, okay, that's that's doable. But across the whole 20 overs and the highest score that Hobart have ever scored, and it would be and now is the biggest run chase in, a, I guess, a, a premier 20 T20 competition. I think Bulgaria holds the record, <laughs> but does that count? Bulgaria or Romania or somewhere over there. But um, you're right, it was... Initially, at the start of the innings, the required run rate was 11 and a half and within an over, it had gone above, above 12 and over, which anyone who knows cricket, when you're talking T20 cricket, once it gets above 12 and over, it is extremely difficult. And we were watching live and kept saying, eh, look, if it can get under 12, maybe we're a chance. Now, that didn't happen until the last over. Uh, and so we sat there at the innings break and said, Look, it's been a long day. Do we stay around for the whole game? We're no chance. We'll watch well, yeah, be honest. We, we were going after five overs, weren't we? We were. <laughs> and however, I did say to you, and I cannot believe that this happened, I did say to you that I watched the Hobart Hurricanes and Melbourne Renegades game five years ago or six years ago now in 2017 when it was at Marvel Stadium and the Renegades came out and made 223. I went home halfway through. I went and watched one of my friends bowl for the Hobart Hurricanes, Jake Reed. They got tonked. He got tonked. I went back to Geelong and got home with an over to go and Ben McDermott made more than 100 and they chased it down. I remember thinking, I'm never doing this again. I can't leave a run chase like this again. So when we got to the halfway point of the innings, that's why I said, all right, let's just see that we're no chance before we leave. And then they just kept staying in it and staying in it. And, geez, didn't Chris Lynn bat well at the start as well for us? He is. He has been – he was unwanted by the Heat. And the stri- no other team wanted him. Strikers picked him up and he is leading the competition and was wearing the yellow cap. He's been fantastic. Were you there last night? Were you there? Were you watching it? Text in 0427 uh, or give us a call, 1300 736 736. Did you believe in the Strikers? When they started batting, but Chris Lynn and, and Matt Short, Matt Short, unbelievable, a hundred, got his uh, hundred, put up his hundred off the last boundary and went through cover, and they win the game, and he gets his hundred, similar to a Trav, uh, Trav on on New Year's Eve a few yes, years ago. It was sorry, very very similar to Trav's efforts, uh, and the atmosphere at the ground last night was absolutely outstanding. I've never heard it like that for a cricket game, for an AFL game, yes, but. It, uh, the crowd probably didn't realize or think we were going to win until there was a couple overs to go. And the Hobart Hurricanes did not bowl well. Uh, we didn't bowl well either. But um, there was a couple of pivotal moments in yes. the chase that yes. made all the difference in the game and some massive talking points. The Adam Hose out. Tim yes. David took a screamer of a catch. This was a turning point in the game. 
Fahim in again, full toss, straight up in the air. Fielder's coming around, it'll be a screamer. Oh, that is! Tim David! Unbelievable catch from Tim David! There, so Tim David took an unbelievable catch, Chatty Say, as we heard in the background there when he took it, couldn't believe it. And then they went up to the went up to the third umpire. Now it wasn't called a no ball live. The umpire did not call a no ball. Adam Hose was three quarters of the way off the ground and then got told to just hang on a second. Got told to hang on a second that they're gonna check for a waist high no ball. Now, this was as line ball as it gets. If this stayed as the original decision, which I believe it should have because it was line ball, then Adam Hose is out and the game probably doesn't go the way it does because what happened was it was overturned to a no ball. He then gets a free hit and what happened? He put it over the rope for a six and Matt Wade was rope boy. He was not happy with the decision and it did absolutely shift the momentum to the strikers. It was the turning point of the game and I believe at that point, not only did the players have self-belief. But all of a sudden the crowd went, hang on a second. We are right in this and we can win this. And the other big couple of moments throughout the game was Matt Shaw, who made a hundred and won the game for the strikers, got dropped twice, got dropped on zero on the first ball. First ball of the, first ball of the innings. First ball of the innings got dropped and it should have been taken. But the second time he got dropped at cover, that was a bad one. And you just sit there thinking, imagine if he can go on and make this Horton the Hobart Hurricanes. And he absolutely did. It was an incredible game to witness. Uh, and I remember walking out of the ground bonds and I, I heard, overheard a couple of people talking and they said, I've just seen 459 runs scored tonight in a game in 40 overs. Now think about that. That is incredible. 459 runs in a 2020 game. Well, we were shaking our heads on the way out too, going, what a game. It was unbelievable. We could not leave. We go, oh, we'll give it two more overs. We'll give it two more overs. We'll give it two more overs. And we stayed right to the end and loved every second of it. Every second. And it is a massive win for the strikers who now go to four wins and four losses. They are sitting fourth on the table, ready to catapult up the table. And Travis Head and Alex Carey will be back for the next game against the Renegades here on Tuesday, which you are going to be calling too. So it's going to be a massive game for the strikers, getting those two players back and uh, puts us in a really good position. Hobart now in a really difficult position after that bad loss. You're listening to the summer edition of Sports Day SA on Cruise 1323. And you can stream every NFL game this season live on NFL Game Pass. Visit nflgamepass.com. Let's touch on the test match. Sad day for it's uh, Glenn McGrath, uh, sorry, Jane McGrath day today in Sydney and they got a washout. A real dampener on the uh, day. It, no play at all. Usman Khawaja waiting on 195 not out. And Matt Renshaw, Paul Matt Renshaw, he's came into the team. He's waited now three days to have a bat. He's five not out. There's only two days remaining. They reckon potential rain tomorrow and it should be good on day five. So, look, there's probably only two conceivable results. Well, there definitely is. It's either Australia win or what I believe is, as I said a couple of days ago, Bonds, I think the rain's going to wreak havoc and it's going to end up in a draw. We need to bowl South Africa out twice, 20 wickets we need to take in two days. And I think we're going to let Kawhi make his 200 as well, aren't we? And yeah, well, absolutely. They make Kawaja, let Kawaja make 200. Steve Smith, after the day's play last night, didn't sort of gave a really, I guess, weird answer about his 
career about his career and ongoing career and whether he will continue to play. He didn't really. He sort of dodged the question. He did. Uh, but here's what he had to say this morning. I'm always very cryptic with all that stuff, but look, I'm not going anywhere. I'm, I'm comfortable where everything's at. We've got a few good tours coming up. I'm excited and um, I'm still trying to get better. So whilst I have that, that hunger and, and eagerness to try and improve and particularly help the, some of the younger batters coming through, you know, Travis Head, Renshaw back in the fold, Harris, um, still helping Marnus. Um, I'm sure he'll admit that to you at some point, but... Um, while I'm doing doing all that, I'm, I'm enjoying myself and I have no plans for retirement. Yeah, look, not a lot in that for mine. I think that there wasn't a lot of cricket to talk about. So he's been asked about his career. Uh, I, it's Steve Smith's not one to put something out there that's no. uh, going to be controversial. Let's it's go. good news that he's not going away in a hurry. Coming up in the show, we'll have our Friday forecast and later, Cal Viet from Adelaide United, the super coach, and Darren Bulf-Lehman, is going to join us as well. And were you at the Strikers game last night? Give us a text, 0427-154-166. This is the summer edition of Sports Day SA. You're listening to Sports Day for Kia. The seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. Welcome back to Sports Day SA, the summer edition with Paul Bonza and Cats, Swans, and now Premiership Eagles player Dan Menzel. We are in the comfy chairs that are normally filled by David Wildey and Malcolm Blight, and they'll be back across your winter on Cruise 1323. And Dan, before the break, I mentioned about text and who was at the Strikers, and you can text in on 0427 154 166. The text machine's blown up. Just like uh, Brett, who's text in. G'day, guys. The mighty strikers. Absolutely unbelievable. Matt Short is now a strikers legend alongside Travi Head for those two batting performances. Now, strikers folklore and two BBL records. Uh, strikers, unbelievable. That is a great one. Another really good one. We got a text from Mark from Edwardstown, and he said that he was at the game last night and didn't leave early because he left the showdown earlier in round four this year, the same game that Jordan Dawson oh, kicked the no. goal after the siren. The Crows were 19 points down at the 15-minute mark, and I imagine he wasn't the other, only Crows fan to leave that game. Dawson after the siren, an incredible finish. So uh, make sure you hang around if your team's a chance to win. We learned that lesson last night, Bonds, and we learned it the it, right way. It doesn't pay to get out of the car park early, spend 10, 15, 15 minutes waiting. It's time for our Friday forecast. All thanks to Tyre Power's big holiday sale. It's on now 25% off selected Kumo passenger and SUV tyres. Dan Menzel, Friday Forecast. What is your sure thing? My sure thing is the 36ers win tonight against the Illawarra Hawks and they do it by plenty. They win in by double digits. Now, the Illawarra Hawks, on the bottom of the table, their win-loss record away from home bonds. Any idea? I don't think they've won away from home. Zero wins, nine losses. The 36ers yes. had a bad loss against Cairns the other day from being up 19 and getting done. They will absolutely demolish Illawarra tonight at home at the Entertainment Centre. They've had their wings clipped, the Hawks. They've got a couple of injured players. They've had a, a poor year. So, yes, the Sixers should just get the job done. Who is your most at stake this weekend, men's? 
My most at stake is the Hobart Hurricanes bowling attack. When you get hit for 230 runs when you're defending 229, they take on the Renegades tomorrow in Melbourne. That was as dismal a display from a bowling attack. The Owls wasn't much better, but uh, the Hobart Hurricanes, Matt Wade's got to get that right. They're under a lot of pressure going into the game against the Renegades tomorrow. If, if they lose tomorrow, they're probably not going to make the finals. And with so. that batting lineup, they 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 with their be team, that. yeah, it, it, it's an elite team. It I is. picked them you to win the to win the tournament, uh, and yes. rightfully so. They've been poor this year. What about a doomsday scenario? A doomsday scenario is just more rain at the SCG oh, test yes. in Sydney. Like it, it's it's. Every single year, there is rain at that test. It is hard. Um, what are you going to do about it? But it's putting a real blight on the SEG test, which shouldn't happen. Should should they move it? Like there was talk today about maybe that test, the January early January test gets, comes to Adelaide and they play the Sydney test a, a week later or yeah, it's a, move it it's to an another interesting time. one. I, I, I'd like to ask Darren Lehman this question, actually, when we get him on. It's uh, it's one that I'm not sure the answer. I, I want to know someone who's got more of an idea than me, and I might ask him that question. It's been a big week in the NBA. We haven't spoken about the NBA this week, and we're both fans of the NBA and the NFL. So uh, you got something for us there, Mintz? Yeah, I do. I just want to touch on a few of the big events from the NBA this week. Uh, in today's games, the Celtics got back on track. Your Celtics, yes. they beat the Dallas Mavericks. But I want to take you back to Monday's games, Sunday night in America. There was a couple of massive things happened on Monday night. Donovan Mitchell plays for the Cleveland Cavaliers. They beat the Chicago Bulls 145 to 134 Donovan Mitchell hit 71 points. Now, that is the most points scored in an NBA game since the late Kobe Bryant scored 81 points. That is incredible. Uh, On the same day, how's this for incredible? On the same day, the Golden State Warriors went to double overtime against the Atlanta Hawks. They won 143 to 141. And Clay Thompson, who so many people have written off and said after an ACO and Achilles, he's done. He is never going to be the same player. The Splash Brothers are done. Well, Steph's out at the moment. Clay put up 54 points. I watched the game. It was incredible. He's back to his best, and it was great to watch. This all happened on the same day, so there's plenty happening. And then LeBron James, at his age, decided to put up 43 points against Charlotte as well. So a massive day for the NBA on Monday, and it's been a big week. Their season's starting to really take off. Your Celtics are currently sitting on top. Yes, they are. They are 27 wins and 12 losses with the best record in the NBA. Still for mine, as good a chance to win it as any team in the competition. Denver Nuggets are into second. They're leading the other conference. They just go about their business with their MVP. It's uh, workmanlike, and they they get it done every single year. And Ben Hook, who jumped on the Memphis Grizzlies, he'll be happy I gave him a pump up (laughs) and his Grizzlies. They sit in third on the table at 25 and 13. Ja Morant, remember the name. He is going to win at least one MVP in his time. And uh, he is absolutely propelling them up that table. They are great to watch the Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah, the NBA is so exciting. It. You, there is probably four or five teams that can win the whole thing. Brooklyn Nets, I should have mentioned them. They're another yes, team that could. Well. They won 12 of the last 13, so they are a great team to watch with Ben Simmons now starting to play some good basketball as well. The seven-seat Kia Sorento is a large SUV. Check it out. A fantastic vehicle from Kia coming up in the show. We'll chat with the Adelaide United coach, Carl Viet, and looking forward to chatting with Buff Lehman as well about the Adelaide Premier League 100 comp that's on right now here in Adelaide.
Welcome back to the summer edition of Sports ASA with Paul Bonza and former Cat Swans and our Eagles player, Dan Menzel. And uh, men's, we're privileged. We've got some big names on the show tonight. And the first one is no bigger than this man here. And uh, he is brought to us by Toolkit Depot. Everything you need to get the job done, shop in store or online. I need somebody. Not just anybody. You know, I need someone. Darren Wolf welcome to Sports Day. Hey, guys, how are you? Uh, very well. It's great to have you on the show. And uh, where are you? Where around the country are you at the moment? Are you in Perth? Yeah, I'm in Perth getting ready for obviously the Scorchers Heat game uh, tomorrow night. So looking forward to that. It's going to be a packed house again and, and beautiful conditions to play, a, uh, I think, a high-scoring game once again, which has been uh, what's happened in the BBL in the last week. It has now. Boof, thanks for jumping on. There's plenty of cricket to talk to you about. But one of the main things that we want to chat to you about is the Adelaide Premier League which you are involved in. It's happening at the moment in Adelaide. Just tell us a little bit about your involvement. Oh, well, it's obviously a franchise set up, uh, you know, six six teams and owned by uh, private private investors, if you like, and, and really trying to give everyone a, a chance to get involved in the game of cricket um, and, and boys and girls playing the game. We've had the juniors and the women's play about oh, a month ago and now the seniors are playing this week, so... They're all over the regions of South Australia and giving more guys opportunity and girls opportunity to play the game. So it's a great setup. I just watched the uh, the Peninsula Pirates lose on the last ball to one of the sides, and uh, that was the, the the Comets or the Rockets, sorry. And and one of the young kids, Jake Winter, got a hundred. So you know it's been it's been good good for those guys to play and play well and and exciting times. It is. It's a, it's a great setup. We just came down uh, from watching a couple of those games. You talked about the Pirates, Chatty Sayers team there, which I also believe you're involved with as well, Boof. Uh, am I correct? Yeah, that's right, mate. Chatty's our coach and, and doing a great job. He's, he's uh, won one, lost two, but the two have been really close games. So that, that's what you want in this format. You want close games in the century. Uh, so the 100 balls instead of the normal T20 format. Um, and it's been really exciting. I think it's been well received, and that's a, that's a pleasing thing from our point of view. Yeah, it is. And the uh, Barossa Crushers, my team, a three and We got another win today, Bonds, uh, this afternoon. So um, Chatty wasn't too happy last night with uh, the Crushers getting over the Pirates uh, with a big well, score. That, that was a high scoring affair, wasn't yep. it? it was- Chase 207, so he deserved to win there. Um, young Page got 90-odd, didn't he, 98? Yeah, he did. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's good to see these guys from club career play at different teams and different franchises. And then, obviously, the names with the Bross are obviously the, the, the Bucks and the Hills and all that playing. It's fantastic. Different areas around Adelaide and, and now getting to play with different teams as well with, the obviously, the draft format. So it's exciting times, and you get to see some quality players play. Yeah, it is exciting times, and the the finals will be on Sunday here in Adelaide. So if you want to get along, Karen Rolton Oval, uh, it's a really good setup down there. I guess before I want to ask you, what's the goal uh, around the country with this competition? For those who don't know, is it fair to say it's your feeder comp to your big bash um, that uh, gives those guys that opportunity? Yeah, we're just going to give people opportunity to play the game of cricket that we love, obviously, in a different format, if you like, and and put it around, obviously, the big bash times and, and let young guys... You know, Josh Brown played for the Heat, but he played in the Brisbane Premier League, for example, and you just get to see different guys play and, and, and females as well. The female tournament helps them develop their game. So it's really important for us to keep growing the game of cricket and 
that's what we're about. So the more players that play, you know, they play with different sides and you, 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 the talent pool obviously with only uh, six teams as such in Adelaide, it's quite, it's a, it's a high talented you know, pool that you've got to pick from. So you're squeezing all those club sides into six teams. So the quality's there and that's great. And we've got interstate players as well. I just wanted to ask about uh, this is obviously happening here in Adelaide over this uh, few days, next few days. Where else in Australia is it, is it played in every state? Or is that the plan? Not at the moment, mate, no. We started in Brisbane uh, two years ago uh, and went to Adelaide as the next port of call because Adelaide just love their sport, don't they? Absolutely. So uh, that, that was the thing. Instead of going to the big cities to start up with, we, we actually went to the people that love the game. Obviously, everyone loves the game of cricket, as you know, but Adelaide really get behind it. So we're really pleased with how it's gone in Adelaide this week. And the final, as you said, will be fantastic on Sunday. Uh, and the Sacker have been really supportive as well. They've been fantastic. Actually, seeing the quality of players get some cricket in because club cricket just restarts on Saturday. So there's a break for a day, and then they play the finals of the Adelaide Premier League. So it works really well. It gives some quality cricket to some good young players. Yeah, it's great. And you touched on it there. It is the 100 format that we've just seen in England that's just started over there. So it's not a T20 comp. It is a 100 comp, isn't it? Century. Uh, for obvious reasons, the 100 balls. And look, to be perfect, it's fantastic. Quicker game. Uh, I think players are really enjoying it because it is quicker than the traditional T20 game. Um, but it still has the same principles of a T20 for like, just obviously 20 less balls. And the, you see the scores, you know, last night it was a 207 uh, get chased down. And much like, you know, Adelaide Oval, the strikers, what they get, they chase 229. So, you know, we're seeing bigger scores all around the country now, which is pleasing. We're chatting with Bull Lehman live from Perth. So over there with the Brisbane Heat, what's your role with the Heat this year, Bull? Yeah, assistant coach helping out. Obviously, stood back a couple of years ago just to really just uh, enjoy working with the younger guys. Um, you know, I've been there as as a head coach and, and I loved it, but, you know, there's opportunities for other people to be head coaches. And for me, it's more of a case of just helping out and enjoying the game. Um, so, yeah, we, we, we started slowly. We're starting to build some momentum now and, and we've got to obviously play well against the quality side in the first quarters over the next couple of games. And I also want to touch on the test with you. It's uh, a bit of a talking point at the moment, the weather and the rain in Sydney. What's your thoughts uh, on the weather in Sydney and the timing of the test? Yeah, can't do much about it, can you? Tradition has yep. been there for a while, but it has rained a lot over the last few years in the Sydney test. Even when I was coach, it rained a lot. So, you know, there's nothing you do about it. It's uh, climate change, isn't it? So maybe they could look at a different date or, or whatever it may be. But I don't think that'll move. The traditionalists would like it to stay as is and hopefully the weather's fine. But over the previous few years, it hasn't been. And you'd be pleased with Matt Renshaw getting the call up. He hasn't been out in the crease much, but hopefully we'll get a little chance tomorrow. Yeah, you'd think they'd, they'd probably only one way to win now, isn't it? Make a, a big enough score that you can actually bowl them out twice. So I would think there'll be a bit of T20 going on tomorrow morning. Uh, and then they've got two full days, hopefully weather permitting, of long days, 112 overs, to actually try and... Uh, or 105, sorry. 105 overs, I think it is, to, to get a result in both days. So you'd think they'd bat and try and bowl them out tomorrow and then some of the last day. But there's only... There's only one winner now, and that's that's Australia, or, or it'll be a draw. Just uh, wanted to talk a little bit, uh, get your thoughts on Matthew Renshaw. He's uh, back in the test side. He's worked very hard to get back into that side. Maybe a, a comment about Matt? He has worked really hard. He obviously went back to the top of the order for Queensland, made that really good double hundred, and, and actually had a good start to the year. So 
Uh, he's been out of the wilderness a little bit. He's been up and down the order, and now he's found himself. He's one of those guys that can bat one to six, and when they're going to somewhere like India, you know, they might need that sort of versatility. So I think, you know, that by picking him, looks like they're going to take him to India. Um, so hopefully he gets a few runs tomorrow and uh, plays his role. And you've got, you know, Kawaja and Warner and Smith who have been there in test series before in India. So we're starting to sort of shape up quite well for that series. And last one before we let you go, Boof, the Brisbane Heat take on the Perth Scorchers tomorrow night. Now, how do the Brisbane Heat knock off the top of the table Scorchers at home who are so hard to beat? Yeah, they are hard, but Thunder sort of gave a blueprint yesterday, didn't they? They played quite well two days ago over here and got a result. So, you know, Joe Richardson's out, which you don't never want to see anyone get injured because he's a world-class bowler. Um, so that'll dent them a little bit, but they've got good backup. So we'll have to be at the top of our game. There's no doubt about that. But you'll, you'll see us taking the game on and, and hopefully getting the result we need. Always great chatting with you, great man, and uh, all the best for the summer. And I'm sure we'll get you on Sports ASA once again. Thanks, boys. Thanks, Wolf. You're listening to the summer edition of Sports ASA on Cruise 1323. Footballers here with $40 family passes available to the Izuzu Ute A-League men's T's and C's apply. Men's, our next guest, the super coach of Adelaide United, Carl Viet. Welcome to Sports ASA. Good afternoon. Coming off a really good win against Perth Glory, two zip, and and you're currently sitting in fourth place. Are you happy with the way the team's travelling at the moment? Um, Yeah, look, it. Um, we've had a little bit of inconsistency this year, but um, generally um, we're we're fairly happy with the way we've been going. Um, we just, I suppose, like almost most coaches, would like the team to just be a little bit more consistent. Now, Carl, you're playing against the Central Coast, who's third on the table, so just above Adelaide at the moment. They at home this year, 26 goals have been scored in the seven games. So, are we expecting to see a high-scoring affair tomorrow? Um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if there's uh, a few goals in the game. Um, you know, Central Coast play a very direct game and, and get a lot of number f- numbers forward. So, um, you know, our defence will have to be on their best, one of their best games, you know, to keep them out. And, you know, we're, we provide a, uh, quite a bit of a threat going forward as well. And just on that threat, Hiroshi Ibisuki, he's scored three goals this year in his nine uh, appearances. What what do you make of his season so far? He's our Japanese striker. Uh, how is he going? Yeah, he's he's doing exceptionally well. You know, he he provides a lot of link up play for us and bring and allows us to get to the opposition box a lot of the times. And we just you know um, you know have to improve our sort of our delivery into to hero in and around the box um, and play a little bit more to his strengths. Uh, Carl, obviously Craig Goodwin had a, a massive World Cup and played a big part of the Australian side. How important is he to Adelaide United just to, I guess, his his impact on the squad and having him around the team? Oh, look, um, you know, Goody's our captain. He's our leader of our team. Um, yes, he's one of our most important players as well because he provides a lot of um, goals and a lot of assists for us. So, it's, um, you know, and, you know, since the... The World Cup, you know, I think everyone's now got to see how good of a player he is. And that's something that we've known for a long time. That's why we, you know, went quite heavily to make sure that we security services for the next um, three years. 
Is there a sense of pride within yourself and within his teammates about how well he did uh, in the World Cup? Yeah, most definitely. Um, you know, Goody was there, you know, not just representing himself, he was representing the club and, and representing Adelaide and the state. So, um, and he did exceptionally well. And, um, you know, I think everyone in Adelaide is extremely proud of how well he did. And, um, you know, because he is very, um, you know, South Australian and, and you know, takes great pride in where he's come from. And, you know, his, um, I suppose, the way he's, his football journey to where he is now. Chatting with Adelaide United coach Carl Viet. Now, Carl, while we're on the World Cup, I want to get your opinion on what did you make of the World Cup in Qatar? A lot of varied opinions on this. What's yours? Um, I thought it was a great World Cup. Um, There's a lot of good games there. A lot of, you know, underdog teams, I suppose, got up and, and did extremely well. And then some of the biggest um, sides didn't do so well. So I... I thought it was a good game, um, good games, a lot of good games there. And, you know, you just have to look at the World Cup final, how exciting that was. And, and it's most really one of the best World Cup finals of all time. It was. And on that, were you barracking for Messi like majority of the world? Um, yeah. Look, he's, you know, the best player in the world. And, and you know, could, you could say ever. Um, so it's, it's great um, reward for so I suppose for his longevity that he's got to, you know, to the pinnacle and, and, and won it. So, um, you know, he's, you know, done a lot for the game. And, you know, it's it's great um, to see, you know, someone that's done so, so much for the game get rewarded. It is now. Central Coast is our opposition tomorrow. And then next week, back at home, Saturday night at 7.15 at Highmarsh Stadium against our rival, the Melbourne Victory. How big are these two games going to be coming up for Adelaide United? Um, yeah, look, they're all big games at the moment, especially, you know, it's getting um, quite congested. And, you know, this is where, you know, a lot of teams that, that want to make that breakaway and make, you know, the finals. Um, so it's, it's important that you win your games. And, you know, our main focus at the moment is just get past Central Coast tomorrow night. And then, you know, we'll worry about next week after that. A very stock standard coach answer there. <laughs> I like that. I, my question, I will probe a little further. The rivalry with the victory, though, it, it's great for the sport, isn't it? It most definitely is. Um, you know, they're, as you say, they're our biggest rival, has, have been, you know, from day one. Um, and it's always great, to, you know, to get a win against them. Now, we've we've switched over to, or recently been on Cruise 1323, and it's a music station. So we've asked a couple of our guests this week what part music plays in your sporting pe- preparation. Um, what about at Adelaide United? Do you have the tunes thumping in the change rooms before the game? Um, yeah, the boys have their music. Um, they have a big speaker in their change room that's quite um, loud. Um, I think um, young Louis Dorigo is in charge of the of the music, the playlist on match day, and and then you've got your own. You know, a lot of individual players wear their headphones as well and listen to their own music. But there's yeah, definitely a lot of music being played in the in the change rooms before the game. What about the coach, Carl? What do you uh, like to roll around on the iPod? I'm not a big music listener, actually. A lot of people ask me that. And, um, you know, I'm just easy listening. Whatever's on the radio, I'll listen to. I'd, I'm not, a um, you know, that much into my music. I was going to say, Bonds, I imagine his uh, taste would be a little bit different to the younger players at the club <laughs> and what they play. And so just on the yeah. younger players, Carl, who has impressed you so far this season? Um, look, if you just go back last week, um, young Panache, um, 
did exceptionally well last week for his first start. Ethan Alligic has, you know, come onto the scene this year and, and has done well as well. Um, so we've got some good young boys. Alex Popovich has been, you know, very good throughout the whole season. Um, even, you know, Joe Couch, our goalkeeper, people forget how young he is. He's still, you know, only 22 years of age as well. So, you know, we've got a lot of good young boys there that are doing exceptionally well this year. Seems the crowds at the A-League are, are coming back, especially Adelaide United crowds. You've had some good good attendance lately. You're looking for a big crowd against the Melbourne Victory, obviously. But are you happy with the way that's all trending? And obviously uh, the redevelopment at, at Cooper Stadium there is fantastic too. Yeah, the, the stadium is excellent now. It's a great uh, – the lighting is fantastic. The, the replay screens are excellent. The music, the speakers, it's a, and all the facilities that they've got downstairs for the fans as well makes it a lot easier. So it's a lot more enjoyable because it's just not um, you know about the match. It's the whole experience, game day experience. And, and the more you can provide for the fans, um, the more fans you'll get to the games. And, you know, I've, I've said a long time that the quality of football that um, is being played in the A-League is, is a good standard. And, and I think the Australian side that went to the World Cup showed that, that they are at a good level because, you know, the majority of those players that played for Australia have played in the A-League and, and have gone on and played at a higher level, but there's still quite a few players playing in the A-League that went to the World Cup. Now, before we let you go, Carl, the question I want to ask is, you talked about the potency of Central Coast. How do we get the win tomorrow against them? Um, it's about um, playing our brand of football, keeping the ball, because um, Central Coast is most dangerous when, when you have the ball and you make those the turnover, they go very quickly, so it's important that we're aware of that and, um, you know, make sure we block the central area when we, you know, make those turnovers. Carl, thanks for joining us on the summer edition of Sports Day SA. Best of luck on the weekend against Central Coast and then come back and smash the victory, won't you? We'll do our best. <laughs> thanks, Carl. Thanks, there you go. Carl Viet there from Central Coast, who they take on tomorrow afternoon. Yes. I actually ran into Craig Goodwin at the 36ers game last ah, week. Ah, did you? Uh, so he said day off today, so just thought I'd get down and support one of our local teams. Uh so it's funny, My one of my mates who I went with said um, probably two months ago he would come to this stadium here at the Entertainment Centre and no one would probably notice him, not many people. But after what happened that World Cup, I reckon there was a few people going up to him and uh, just uh, saying, well done, and uh, how are you going? He would have taken a few selfies, I reckon, that night. Uh, absolute superstar, and we're lucky to have him here, Craig Goodwin. I I'm Really, it's like there's a bit of focus on Adelaide United, but I think there always should be a bit more. Like they're a pretty successful Adelaide team and they're a bit maligned at time, I, I believe. So if we can pump their tyres up a little bit and hopefully they, you know, sitting in fourth, if they can beat Central Coast and then come back and beat the victory, that really puts their season on track towards uh, finals. Oh, it really does. I mean, at the moment, the Melbourne City is the standout team. Uh, they're four points clear with a game in hand, but... That second spot is up for grabs and a win tomorrow would catapult us into that. And and then obviously the victory aren't going that well, but you never know with rivalry. So Adelaide United in a really nice position about a third of the way through the season so far. What do you got on for the rest of the weekend, my friend? Uh, it's going to be a good weekend. There's plenty of sport happening here in Adelaide that uh, I'm really looking forward to. To getting around, so uh, I've got a wedding to go to tomorrow, Bonds. But right. uh, I'll stay for it. It will be perfect. Um, other than that, I'm looking forward to catching a few things um, tonight after the show. 
Got the Adelaide Giants playing uh, against the Brisbane Bandits, which is a uh, top of the table or top of the division clash, which would be great to see. Uh, we went down there a couple of weeks ago and we spoke with Brixton last night. So Brixton Wingrove, yes, he is a big man who hits the ball a long way. And we did talk at Brad up briefly last night, but if you have not been down to West Beach, they play Friday, Saturday, Sunday, two games on the Saturday. Get down there and you'll have an absolute ball. You will. And if you can't make it tonight, Rickson told us last night that Saturday night is the game to go to. It's game three out of the four in the series. Hopefully we win the first two and it's the clincher. Um, Saturday night, really good atmosphere. So the Giants is uh, definitely something that you could get along to. Another thing you could get along to is the tennis here in Adelaide. There's some big names in this tournament. Yeah, we sort of had a little glimpse through the window from Adelaide Oval last night, didn't we? But there are some massive names. The Adelaide International is at Memorial Drive under the roof. Under the roof. Under the roof. So how's this for your bonds? Daniil Medvedev won today, 6-3, against Karen Chechenov. So he did the job there. Now, what that means is Novak Djokovic is playing tonight. So if Novak wins, he will take on Daniil Medvedev in the semifinal tomorrow. I'm not sure who the Australian fans will barrack for. Um, yeah, well, <laughs> who, who are they going to boo at the loudest? <laughs> correct, correct. It's uh, it's going to be a very interesting one. It's great to see the number one in the world, number three in the world, that will potentially play in a semifinal if Novak can take care of business tonight. In the other semifinal, Sebastian Korda uh, won, and he will take on Nishioka uh, from Japan, who knocked off Alexei Popperin today. So. It, uh, it's really it's heating up down there at uh, the tournament here in Adelaide. That's another thing you can go to. Um, but there's a couple of other sports as well. We are spoilt for choice. The Adelaide 36ers play two games this weekend. They play the Illawarra Hawks tonight at the Adelaide Entertainment Centre. And then the big – they should just take care of the Hawks, shouldn't they? Well, I mean – as we, As we said earlier. I touched on it earlier that they will win and win comfortably tonight. Uh, so tune in for that one. And if you can't get along the – Breakers, the New Zealand game on Sunday will be a fantastic game. New Zealand's going really well. Yeah, and the crowds, they had a record crowd there last game uh, that we were at. And then I believe there was only single tickets available for tonight's game as well. But uh, if you want to go see the Adelaide 36ers, it's a great family night. They've put on entertainment through the roof. You're entertained for the whole, I guess, two hours you are there. And uh, they play the New Zealand Breakers, who are currently second on the ladder. And they play them on Sunday. If they get, they can win these two games. They'll be entrenched in that top six. They will. We we went last Friday night, and it was the biggest crowd they've had at the entertainment centre. Really like the look of Ian Clark. So really looking forward to seeing what he does. He'll play some more minutes, as you've told me that uh, now that he's come over from America, he'll be uh, ready to go. Yeah, I think we'll see him a little bit more in the lineup. He might play a few more minutes, score a few more points. You asked me an interesting question earlier today when we were down at the Adelaide uh, Premier League. Um, who is the better player, Robert Franks or Antonius Cleveland? Yes. Um, and we had a little bit of discussion about that. I, 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 I love the way Antonius Cleveland plays. I love watching him play. Yep. yep. But if you're going to pick one or two you know, in the schoolyard, I yep. think you think you pick Franks first. It's interesting. More consistent. It's, it's the two imports. Uh, I would love to say after these two games that potentially it's the third import in Clark that we touched on. There's some three three nice imports there that are going to really set up the Sixers, 36ers season. And the other one, we touched on it with uh, Carl Veer. It's in the Central Coast, but the Adelaide United plays at 4.30 tomorrow afternoon. So tune in for that. The other thing is the Adelaide Premier League. We spoke with Bull Fleming about it. Yes. The finals are on Sunday down at Karen Rolton Oval. My Barossa crushes 
are in the finals and will hopefully be in the grand final, which is at four o'clock on Sunday afternoon. Going to be perfect weather. Get down and support some uh, local cricket for some players that are trying to make it at this level to get into the Big Bash. Karen Rotten, it's been a great week, men's. Uh, we've had a ball this week and we appreciate everyone joining us on Cruise 1323 for the first time. We have loved having you with us. And how about the strikers last night again? Still can't get over that. It was amazing. Uh, so thanks for joining us this summer edition of Sports Day SA and we'll see you next week. Listening to Sports Day for Kia, the seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer.